Knights HQ, brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training. Highly skilled labour hire and real-world training for engineering, trades and construction. Welcome to Episode 5 of The Pod, brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training. Highly skilled labour hire and real-world training for engineering, trades and construction. Well, have we got something very special for you today. Double trouble, the twins, Daniel and Jacob Safidi, uh, the first ever dual guests here on the podcast. Now, we're going to learn a lot about these boys. Not only are they most feared forwards in the NRL, and to be honest, uh, Daniel is fast-tracking towards being one of the leading NRL front rowers. We want to know a little bit more about them, big things, like the type of sauce they prefer on their food and what type of food, whether it's budgies or boardies. What it was like to play State of Origin, who was more excited out of the Twins, their Fijian heritage, and the big question, just how many shopping trolleys did it take to feed them as kids growing up on the Central Coast? All of that and more on the Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Let's let it rip. Stand together and get amongst the action by taking your seat at the next home game. Tickets are available at knightshub.com.au. Welcome back. Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Well, we've had some pretty special guests in our first four episodes, but this fifth episode, I'm double trouble. I'm doubly excited because we've got the twins in with us, Daniel and Jacob Safidi. G'day, boys. Hey, mate. How are you? Hey, guys. Now, boys, let's start with the most difficult part of our job, to get our names right. Now, we've had a lot of different versions. When I commentated, Joe, I had Siafidi and Safidi. You tell us how to pronounce it. Well, Dad always says it's Siafidi, but all the boys call us Saf, not Siaf. So. Ah, so it doesn't bother you? Because it is something that the game talks a lot about, making sure that we get your names right. Yeah, like Daniel said, we we learnt Siafidi, but uh, it's you know, potato, potato, really. You'll just roll with it, eh? He's yeah. pretty cruisy cats. Now, let's also, before we get into some... Uh, reviews of games i also want to know to set the tone right here because we're, we're setting it around twins and who of you two came out first who's the first on this land i was ah daniel the the alpha male and and jacob how do you feel about that well you can have it now does that mean that you have to walk into doors first do you get fed first is that our life's been because you're the first one nah, on the it's planet all a myth, man. i'm not sure we made that up but just cruisy guy just do do what I'm told. Oh, we'll believe that here. The Knights HQ podcast is about pulling information out of you. But you're very good mates as well, not only brothers, but that you do epitomise the twins. You know each other well. You like to hang out. Yeah, best mates, obviously. Um, grew up. I don't think we've ever been apart, obviously. Uh, played all the junior teams together, rep teams, Knights. So if you've ever been apart with best mates, like you said. And you grew up in the Central Coast. It's a good part of the world to grow up on. Yeah, moved around a fair bit, but spent most of our childhood at Wombrel. Nice part of the world and... Yeah, wouldn't change it. Yeah, fantastic. Now, boys, before we get into learn a little bit more about you, we're just going to do a bit of a review. Now, we'll do this quickly, all right? Because round seven and eight, they're not the easiest ones to review. But let's be honest, you've been through much harder. You've been through the most honest room in Newcastle, the review room with the team. So well, it was good benchmark indicators. Eh? Penrith, they're flying along. They're, they're doing very well. They haven't lost a game in either grade. And for 60 minutes, it was, it was a pretty good performance. Yeah, look. No, we know we're a good team, and obviously, like you said, they're the benchmark. So, you no, know, we had a couple of players out, but I still an excuse, and we still went with them for sixty minutes. But you no, know, we still feel like the game was there for the taking. If we had a, you know, did a couple of things a bit better, um, you know, the game could have gone either way. But no, obviously, this week was very disappointing. Uh, you know, I had a good crowd. I think it was like twenty-two thousand, and to toss what we turned up, uh, tossed up, and you know, having such a good crowd there, and after a good, solid performance against Penrith, you know, it's disappointing for the fans and for the coaching staff as well, who put you know, so much into us. Jake, how, how hard was it? We'll go into the Roosters loss on the weekend you're on the bench the game started
started and you were behind the eight ball well before you got on. How, how difficult is that, sitting on the bench watching that unfold? Yeah, it was a bit surreal, to be honest. I didn't expect it. No one did. Um, we had a really good training week and, you know, our first set in defence, you know, I thought, man, we're on here and, you know, scored one try, then another, then another. I'm just sitting there like, wow. You know, that was probably the most frustrating thing. I don't think anyone saw it coming, especially mm-hmm. the coaching staff. We trained so well. We executed well and, you know, to rock up like that and disappoint the fans that turned up, like Daniel said, was the most disappointing thing. It must amaze you, though, despite the position on the scoreboard, can you hear the Newcastle chant trying to lift you? Because the, the game at that stage was was well and truly beyond, but that chant was still there. Can you hear it on the yeah, field? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, especially being in the middle, you're sort of in the washing machine, don't know what's going on, but mm. no, they usually know like at the right time to do it too when we're doing it tough or we need a little boost. So no, you can definitely hear it um, no, when you're playing on the field. What about running out the other night? You led the team out as the skipper. The, the fireworks that come out of the grandstand, did you see them? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's hard to miss, obviously, fireworks. But um, <laughs> um, no, it was no, obviously right in your face. So it was pretty cool. It was more of a spectacle for the fans at the ground, I suppose. We organised that through Knights HQ here, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. We thought we wanted to put a bit of pizzazz in. So uh, from the bench, does it look good, Jake? Yeah, it looked unreal. Smoke hung around for a bit, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah not, not good for that. But uh, look, boys, we might bury those couple of results there. Actually, before we do, I'll ask you both, what, what, what's something you've taken out of it? There's obviously lots of feedback and there's lots of ownership within this group. Give us something each of you have taken out of it to take into this week's game against uh, the Canberra Raiders in Wagga. You know, I think um, in the Roosters game, you know, we, we just played selfish. We are just thinking about ourselves. We weren't doing the one percenters that we normally do that we hang our hat on and, you know, stuff like pushing through the line for our mate, you know, not sending him one out and then in defence, like little things like hunting from the inside to help the back five um, in D. And, you know, we played very selfish and it was disappointing because, you know, it was the opposite against Penrith. We tried our hard out and we pushing with our mate. So, you know, it was a complete turnaround. So, yeah. But are you, Daniel? Yeah, probably touching them. Probably selfishness, like Jacob said. Um, mm. No, I don't. None of the boys go out there intentionally, you know, to go out there and not help their mate. But you know, I think just just that mental toughness under fatigue, um, being comfortable and the uncomfortable. I think that's something we used to do so well, and I think over a lot, especially this week against um, the Roosters, it was all evident that I wasn't there. So now we've shown that we can do it. So I'm confident that the uh, the boys can bring it back. Fantastic. For a behind-the-scenes look at what's happening on game day, head to knightslevelup.com.au. That's N-K-I-G-H-T-S-L-V-L-U-Up.com.au. L-V-U-Up. Yeah, Knights Level Up. That's what you do. Check out the latest episode of Level Up. Features ex- exclusive interviews with the team, VOP Knights movements, fly-on-the-wall footage from behind the field to the locker room. It also includes powerful Knights community stories, first scoop Knights news. Head to knightslevelup.com.au or subscribe now and get the episodes dropped into your inbox every fortnight. We'll take a break. On the other side of the break, we'll dive a little deeper with the SAF boys. Got a fiver in your back pocket? Use it to buy a red membership now from knightshub.com.au and get a personalised video from our Newcastle Knights star players. You could also win one of two NIB Newcastle Knights home jerseys. shop.newcastlenights.com.au Welcome back, Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Let's dive into one of the most enjoyable parts of our podcast every fortnight. We give you an update on what's happening behind the scenes with the injuries and report. A good this week. 
We're very pleased to say there's plenty of bodies back out on the field since last time we did this update. Most importantly, uh, got some big names that are right on the no- knocking back on the door again. Heimel Hunt was included in the team name That's uh, for this week. That's exciting news. Yeah, definitely. He's one of our best carriers coming out of trouble. So, no, the boys get a lot of confidence no, out of when he's there. I think Eddie's will be back pretty soon too. Sure, and he's yeah. no, obviously a, a massive puzzle piece for us too. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Eddie, every time I see him, I want to laugh and be happy. Is he that type of player around the place? Yeah, he's real infectious, Eddie. Uh, no, I think he's one of the guys that really enjoys rugby league. Most guys do, but yeah. no, he really enjoys it and it sort of rubs off on other boys, which is pretty cool too. He carries a bit of energy around the place, Jake. He seems to just lift people. Yeah, like you said, you just when you look at him, you smile. He walks around the gym, he's always got a smile, he's always dancing, you know, he's got some moves, so yeah. you know, if you're feeling pretty down, you just have to, you know, look at him and chat to him. Yeah, he's close. He's not too far away, folks. He's he's, he's very close to being uh, considered for selection and bouncing around out in the field. Also back on the training park, we touched on this last last episode, Jorah Mamamosa, close as well. It's been a long journey since December when he did that Achilles. It's great to see Jigger back around the place. Yeah, he, he was back in today doing some footy stuff, 13 on 13 stuff today, which is pretty cool. Um, he's getting pretty big muscle-wise. Mm. Long break, his legs are looking massive, eh? so I think he's in for a big one when he comes back. Now, speaking of big ins, last week in New South Wales Cup, Fitzy, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, who was on our, was it our last episode? Yeah, yeah, he was. He had a lot to say, by the way. He got yeah, a lot story. of yeah, stories. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Did he bag us out? No, not you, blokes. Oh, but he, um, Kurt, man, he pulled his pants down a bit, to be honest. He gave me a little bit of feedback. A bit. Born with a silver spoon in his mouth. And oh, wow. Christmas, does he get a butler? Is he like that around the place? Yeah, Kurt. No, no, no he, he's fits a bit smaller. No, we, we give him no. a bit of stick about, obviously, um, he's um, no, he's well off, so. <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but, um, no, he's, but it's he's, right. he's, he's honestly not his personality. I'd love to say it like it is just to give him a bit of stick, but he's a real humble, down-to-earth type of guy. So. Hey, well, I want to ask you one question. He's rolling in a bit of a cowboy-type hat. Like, has, has he even seen dirt? Like, I know he was born in Cessnock, but... What's he doing with the Ringer's Western hat, is well, it? I think his dad just moved out of the farm, so I think he's a farm boy now. Oh, okay. I think he needs to wash it too. He wears it every day. What's doing with the Yogi Bear, the hair? It's long and flowing. Is it, do you think he'll continue to keep that hair? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He grew it a couple of years back and it looked all right, but it's at that awkward stage right now. A lot <laughs> of greys in there too, so. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, Silver Fox. I noticed that. So anyway, out on the back of all of that, fits his back through New South Wales Cup, so he'll come into some contention this week for selection. I did notice another body out there annoying the living out of of the uh, coaching staff and probably the players. It was good to see Mitchell Pierce back kicking a few footies around today. Was he annoying yeah. you, Deso? No, nah, he's all right. He's <laughs> obviously one of the most experienced guys in the team's a good leader. So um, I think he just wants to get his fingerprints on the team again before he comes back. And you know, when he speaks, everyone everyone listens. He's got a lot of respect for the boys. So um, no, nah, it's good to have him back around training. What about Blake Green? You've seen him uh, go off on the weekend. He was in a lot of pain. Uh, seems like a bit of a rib car, rib issue there. Yeah, he didn't get named, did he? No, he didn't so, get named, no. Yeah, I was talking to him. I don't, don't think he really knows how long he's out for. I don't think he's out for a, you know, at least one week or a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, ribs are funny. So, you know, he didn't, like you said, he looked pretty uncomfortable. But, um, you know, Greeny's a tough guy, so I'm sure he'll be back soon. If he had his way, he'd play. But I think they're taking a little bit of cautiousness there and uh, you know, holding him back. You could tell he said to me after the game, I'm out of it, right? just a rib. I'm going, oh, yeah. We'll give him some time to spell up the old body and get back. He'll, um, Phoenix Crossland gets an opportunity, though, on the back of that, which is exciting. Yeah, very. You know, I played a lot of New South Wales Cup with Phoenix, and, you know, he's all effort. You know what he's going to do. Um, so, yeah, I love playing with him. He tries so hard. So, yeah, I'm very comfortable with playing with Phoenix this week. That's our recovery report. Good news. More and more players heading back onto the field for selection next week. Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Other side of the break, going to dive deep in with the Twins and work out 
what these boys are about and uh, some of their favourite things they like to do and just how well they know each other. Knights HQ, official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. The Knights HQ podcast is brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training, providers of engineering and construction labour to the hunter for over a decade. Last year alone, they supplied over 210,000 labour hours with zero lost time injuries. They're also the industry's only labour hire provider based in the region with a registered training organisation on the same premises to improve safety for workers and clients. For highly skilled labour hire and real-world training in engineering, trades and construction, check out Maxwell Recruitment and Training. Welcome back, Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. We're diving deep with Daniel and Jacob Safidi. And uh, righto, boys, we're going to have to find out a little bit more about you. Now, is there an easy way to distinguish you between each other? How do people generally distinguish the difference? Because you are identical. Yeah, the mullet. It's easy the mullet. It's a hair. Yeah, it's a mullet now. But in times in the past, you've had similar haircuts. Have you had the exact same haircut? When we were all young, mum used to say that it was a bit harder to tell us apart. But yeah. growing up, no, no, I think once you got to, got to know us, it was pretty easy. None of our mates had any trouble. None of the family members had any trouble. So I'm going to help people out. Because right. I met you first when... Actually, let's go there where I first met you was when you were playing Fiji. international footy for Fiji yeah. on the Gold Coast. It rained cats and dogs all week and we mm. spent a lot of time near each other. Now, I won't lie, I had a bit of trouble at the start. So I just started with Saf or Mate, which I'm sure we both get. But you work it, you get different shaped faces, right? So you're a little more rounder, Daniel, a little bit longer. That's how I look at it. But also, and Daniel's the rounder one, Jacob's the longer one. But you've got a scar now as well, Jake. What, what, what's the scar from? Back in 2016, I just got a head knock with one of the boys uh, training and just one of them ones that kept opening up and just yeah. healed pretty bad. Well, thank you for that because that does help me. <laughs> yeah, you <did> on purpose. <laughs> but you've also got a different gait when you walk. I don't know if you've noticed. What so, does that mean? Like, you mean? One, you carry yourself quite differently. So you're quite tall and strong in your walk, uh, Daniel. And a little bit faster, Jake tends to lope a little bit. So Is that serious? Or not? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I've done a deep dive. language professional. Yeah, yeah oh, man, I've got a lot of skill. You ask anyone that listens yeah, to the podcast. Actually, give us some feedback. Any thoughts you've got on the crap that I'm putting out of you, media at newcastlenights.com.au. So now that we've worked that out, have you ever played tricks on people and pretended you're each other? We did the first day of kindy, actually. Right. Tell us what happened. Oh, we just swapped name tags. Uh, Mum rocked up the school. We had different. Hey, but what's it, up? Di- it didn't even make sense because we kept. We just swapped them, and then we didn't tell them that we swapped them. So they just it wasn't even really a prank. So and it was then, your own little game. Yeah. But it brought a smile straight away. So you obviously enjoyed it. Yeah, we thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. What about on any partners or family members? Have you ever, have you ever just thought I'll just trick the partners? What are you trying to get at? No. Um, I'm trying to take you something. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, I know. Like I said before, everyone knows us. Like once yeah. they know us for like a, not even that long, it's just um, they know it pretty quick. So it'd be pretty hard to get someone. And we should try to get one of the new boys. Yeah. Next year or something like that. You got a couple of easy targets there now. Some some of the. Yeah, young I reckon ones. all the boys. Yeah. Know it now. Come on, Bailey Hodgson. We've picked on him before <laughs> on the podcast. We're mindful. Do, do you think you any chance of getting bails? Oh no, I. He just maybe maybe he doesn't know because he just called me Saf. So. Yeah. So, I reckon no, but the mullet's too obvious anyway. Yeah, no, you're going to have to cut the mullet. Yeah. Is it, do you go to the same hairdresser? Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. Do we? Yeah. Katara. Yeah. yeah, we do, yeah. Not, the, not the same time, but yeah. No. <laughs> How many things do you do together? Like, do you like to... What's a regular... Do you eat together as a regular meal or anything? Go home and see mum together or... Oh, no, we see each other every day, like every day at training. And yeah. We used to live together. We probably haven't lived for the last year. We 
like for the two our first twenty four years of life, we lived together. The last two years, we haven't lived together. So, but we could catch up whenever the boys are getting their feet together. We're, yeah. we're always together. So, have you considered buying duplexes or something and being able to be close to each other? No. Or, like living next to each other, some sort of residential <laughs> setup. No. I'm, I'm trying to dive how deep this connection is. And uh, all right, what about when you're actually? What, what's something you give consistent feedback? Already, Jacob's giving you a bit of feedback tonight. Is there anything that about what? Anything in life? What are the things you pick to say? Right, that pisses me off when he does that, and you have to chip him on. Is there anything like that? No, I'm so used to him now. God, he's got to have an annoying habit. What's his annoying habit, Jake? Honestly, I don't know. Wow. Daniel, you got something? Nah. Nothing? I honestly wish I could stitch him up, but yeah. honestly, no. Oh, same. I can't think of anything. I think, right. I think what, we're so used to it now. What are the points of difference for you? Are you, like, big ones? Tomato sauce or barbecue sauce? Depends. Yeah. Oh, wow. Steak sandwich. Um, oh, steak sauce? Steak sandwich, barbecue. Oh, steak sauce. Sausage roll, tomato. Right. Pie, tomato. Okay. What about sausage sandwich? Tomato. No, I'm barbecue. Oh, thank goodness. We've yeah. found something. Good. What about pizza? What's your favourite pizza? Meat. Yeah, like meat lovers. Oh, no, barbecue chicken's pretty good. One like, of them, yeah. too. Now, you don't drink soft drink anymore, but if you did, what would... <laughs> <laughs> Balan's listening. Yeah. What's your go-to soft drink? Pepsi Max. Zero calories at Pepsi Max. Okay, and Pepsi, not Coca-Cola? No, nah. I'm Pepsi, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Pepsi. A bit different, but... Ah, that's very good. Bordies or budgie smugglers? Budgies. Budgies at training in public bodies. No, I've got, yeah, actually. Yeah. Same? What, what oh, if I'm, no, if I'm, at, if I'm at the beach with the boys for recovery, I put budgies on because everyone else is there. But if I'm going down the beach with the missus, I'm missing because I'm no rashy. You're not walking along the beach in your budgies? No, no. Not way. by myself, no way. If I've got other boys, if we're, if, we're, if we're there with the team, yeah, and depends who's got a kid off as well. Like if, I'm, if it's just Connor, I'm not, yeah, okay. not doing it with Connor. He's got a good rig. So, so, you, <laughs> so you choose who you wear yeah, your you budgies. You've got to be smart about it. Yeah, that's clever. And, and are you the, there's many different versions of the budgies. Now, you're the lighter type ones, or what's your choice in colour? I've got that many, because my partner, she gets me, like, every Christmas and every birthday, she gets me, like, a couple pairs. Wow. So I've got, like, literally 10 pairs, and I just change it each day. Okay, have you got a favourite? Yeah, my partner got me um, custom design ones, so two of them have my dog's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that supposed to be cool? Yeah, man. See, every week, eventually, we get a bombshell, yeah. and that, that's our Knights HQ bombshell. So you, The bombshell is you've got a pair of budgie smugglers with your two dogs' faces on them. No, i got this one dog. Oh, one dog. Yeah, Cobra's name is Golden Retriever. Ooh. So one, one is when he was a pup, and one's like he's a bit older. Two shots of the one dog. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll bring him in one day, I'll show you. Could you? We'd love that. Yeah. Daniel, have you got anything that can top Jake? No. He's Golden no Retriever on his ass? Dog. No. No, no okay. I just mix it up. Got a Fiji one, a Knights one, colourful ones, a bit of variety. So, which is a nice segue into your your cultural background, your family background. So, can you share that with our listeners? Yeah, um, mum's side who I mainly grew up with, um, Fijian, grew up at Wombrel and Central Coast, and yeah, like I was saying before, um, live with my nan and pop, and both speak fluent Fijian, ate, ate Fijian food growing up, and yeah, we're very close to that side, and lucky enough to play for Fiji a couple of times, and you were there our first time in camp, and, awesome. and it just makes you want to do it again and again, and haven't done it for a couple of years because of injury, or last year was other rep for you, so, but it's definitely something I'd do in the future again for sure. So you reflect back on those days, you're both, you know, twins, young twins, you hadn't made your NRL debut, and you represent 
uh, your country of Fiji. That that was a really special night on the Gold Coast. Yeah, it was our first big game together, and you know we were playing twenties, and you know it's on TV and stuff, but not like a crowd like that. You walk out, and you know I still remember it now. It gives me goosebumps mm-hmm. thinking about it, and you know it was the first time. Um, I remember, still remember the phone call when we called Men and Pop and told him, you know they were very, you know they were so proud of us and very emotional. So, you know it was a very, imp- very important moment for our family. Talk us through that emotion because there's one thing I've learned about Fijians. They got that beautiful nature and so excited. And yeah. the the words would, be, would have been going fast, I imagine, when you were uh, celebrating that when you announced it to them. Yeah, definitely. I remember Stoney told us, and then like Jacob said, we called them, and you know, obviously a lot of emotions, excited, but you know, very um, very emotional. The tears started flowing, um, which is pretty special, and then nervousness for us if that's the word um yeah playing png massive dudes like yeah like rock so then our focus sh- shifted that to that like the actual game like far out here we go i remember was so nervous and before it samar played tonga in, in a real battle before it so the atmosphere was no they were after, no, they were after, oh, they were after. Yeah. yeah that's right okay well the atmosphere was enormous in the in the stadium that night and and png coached by mal meninga so they were well and truly up that, that first oh, yeah, 10 minutes too. was yeah was on for young and old. So tell us more about your family history, so family background. So Fijian and? Uh, Samoan. My da- dad's Samoan. And, but they both got like a full Aussie parent, so actually half our blood is actually Australian and then quarter Fijian, quarter Samoan. Wow. Yeah, yeah not, not, not many people know that. So didn't really grow close to the our Samoan side, hmm. um, but Fijian side, they're very close. So uh, like I was saying before, grew up with Nenapapu. We're also very close with so. How important is international rugby league for you guys when you think about it? Because you talk about Samoa and the Johns boys are saying, we'll coach them. Uh, we've seen what Tonga's doing. We've seen what Fiji's, you know, how it's developed over time. How important is that? Yeah, it's very, you know, um, Islander people, especially, they're you know, very passionate about their culture and their religion. So to get the chance to, you know, represent that side of it is, you know, very important. You've seen how Tonga's taken off lately and, how big it's been for rugby league in general so yeah you know it's, i reckon it's very important yeah and on top of that there's like five or more 10 semi riders in fiji somewhere in the village like we've mm-hmm. been over there at my pop's village and you now we'd never thought you were playing with dead coconuts and that like they were just loving it on the beach and you know if i know joey and that and uh i think freddie maybe or have been to fiji before and they've gone over there looking for talent and mm-hmm. i know they've found a couple in our old plays and no, that's what the game does the international game that's who they want to play for their country and the more big players that go over there obviously um, the more local players will want to play too so yeah international rugby is very important for you know, that side of things which just triggered my mind because the winger in that team was um, Eto 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 Nabuli yeah that's right and Joey found him at the hotel eh? yeah yeah so that's pretty cool and there'd, there'd be honestly there'd be so many of that calibre of player even higher in just in the villages with that skill they, yeah they just they're have just like a natural or two yeah freaks it's yeah. just so good to see the game continue to develop many experiences for me that stand out none more so than the daily prayer sessions and the singing yeah. it was uh, something that rick stone did a really good job i thought of pulling through and share with our listeners what, what those moments are like and how important they are in the daily itinerary the schedule yeah obviously uh, like you said stoney was very good obviously reedy was in camp too mick reedy yeah no, that it was good for them boys to buy in, and and obviously we sound Aussie like there, there was a lot of um, Fijian boys in camp who grew up in Fiji, and that's their side. So it was good to learn about you know, that side of things. Um, we'd get up and you know, do prayer and every morning, and then the Arvo would um, sing hymns and yeah. 
On the bus. On the bus, like they're just non-stop singing. They're just good vibes all in camp. That's why you want to play for them so much. It's more the bond with the boys as well. So yeah, it's a very cool experience. Our doc, Doc Peter McGeek, was also mm. came into camp with us as well. I, mm. I had to help him get dressed to go to the um to the um Patiro Divina Diva presentation. <laughs> did I, I did that well, yeah. didn't I? Yeah, yeah, you said that well. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I remember you got up in dancing now. Yeah, I, thank you. We don't need to go yeah. through that. Yeah, I got targeted, I think, yeah. Because we call him well, Petro Sivana yeah. Siva, but it's Patiro Divina Diva. Yeah, Divina Diva. Yeah, Divina Diva. Is yeah. that it? Okay. And Aloni von the Kethe. Yeah. Yeah. Aloni. Yeah. Who we seen enough. on what's that? Show he's um, been on. Oh, what's it called? Um, the Ninja Channel Warrior. Warrior. Ninja Warrior. Oh, that is a rig. So I'm going yeah. off track because that's what I do when I was in the Fiji. But I love seeing the dock having to get dressed in the the traditional uh, Sulu. Sulu, mate. It was hard to put on. I had a lot of trouble with the Sulu for that, um, that night. Yeah, it took me an hour to get dressed. It was good fun though. It was good fun, but you have to be very careful where you how you place your legs and different things yeah. with it because you can. Sh- Stony didn't do exemplary well. He, he made a few mistakes around, you know, just making sure he had his legs in the right place with the. It's good. So it's like a. How would you describe the sulu? It's like wrapping a towel around you. Yeah, but of different fabric, cotton. Yeah, different fabric, but it's yeah, it's like the same. But our one came with a zipper, right? Eh? Because there's a different type of sort. Yeah, ours was like I remember as you wrapped around and it was like jeans. It, it was, was like, like a belt, yep. but Ve- Velcro. I still struggled. Yeah, the, the traditional I would really nah. struggle with. Oh, I reckon it's easier. The traditional one is it? Yeah, you just tuck it in. Yeah. You just know, tuck it in or tie knot. And yeah. And some of the boys would wear that around in their day to day. Like like you'd see when you go to Fiji and you stay in the resorts, with they they're, they're very comfortable to wear. Yeah, because obviously it's very hot over there and. Mm. Just so light, and our family still wears them. Yeah, Nan and Papa, my mom, yeah, all well, of them. What, what do you call your Nan, Nan and Pop? Nan and Pop. Yeah. yeah, okay. And they, um, what, what did they pass on to you from the tradition of the Fijian background? What, what's something that stands out to you? Probably just that the sense of family, really. Mm. You know, I think it's not just Fijian culture, but Islander culture as well. Um, just how important family is. You know, that's something that's always stuck with me. I was just trying to think feeding you two as kids, like, because you, you, you would have seen plenty of big families, big Fijian families, and mm. were you up there with the, the big eaters, or were you just standard, do you think? Well, big, but we had a big family too, so there was plenty. It was, the funny thing is, there was always leftovers. No matter <laughs> what, yeah, Nan, Nan and Mum just used to cook so much that even though, like, us two, my uncle, my pop, we all lived in the same house, all massive eaters, but I think Nan... She didn't want to see us go without sort of thing, so always overcooked good meals too. There was always leftovers, so that was lunch the next day, I suppose. When we go to Woolies or Coles or whatever you know food outlet you you chose, chose was it a trolley each? Is that was that the approach normally? When when we were younger, when you when you were going for groceries, did Mum and Nan you yeah, need a trolley it was, each? It was looking back now compared to what because I just live with me and my partner there. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah heaps. It was a lot, a lot, a lot of food, a lot of food. <laughs> Home delivery would have been really handy back in back the day. Then, Uber up. Eats would have been dangerous, actually. <laughs> yeah. Very Uber dangerous, Eats yeah. would need one delivery for the one <laughs> one household. How do you go cooking now? Can you do any of the traditional Fijian food? Not no. really, I'm not going to lie, no. Do you cook at all? Either? Nah, actually, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Not going to lie. Who's best? Yeah, I reckon Jacob got into cooking when we were living together, much more than I did. He used to cook for me. Oh. And then probably two years ago, three years ago, I started getting into it and... But I actually enjoy it now, I'm not going to lie. So. Daniel does do good pork belly there. Pork thought, belly? Yeah, I've slucked pork off a belly lately, or Pork actually. loin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. What's your go-to signature dish, Jake? Like, if I was going on MasterChef, what would I cook? Yes. Probably, I do a good lamb rack. Lamb rack? Herbed. Yeah. Crusted. Yeah, he does. A lot of meat coming out from you, Blake, so that's not surprising. Are you vegan? 
No chance. Oh, okay, they sweet. All good, sir. From the bush. They weren't known of back when I got from the bush, but now they're very well accepted. Uh, boys, what about um, Daniel? When you got selected for Origin, uh, did, did you have to actually pick that instead of Fiji? Did you have to make a choice there? No, I don't think I did. I think I was always put Australian first because I was born in Australia, Australian okay. blood. And then if the opportunity like arose and I could play for Fiji, I'd always try to put my hand up if I wasn't injured. Or, right. But it was just hard because this year, obviously, one of the weekends is on the rep weekend. Yes. So it was on, we played on a Sunday, one of the Origins, and then the night before was the Fiji game. So, But I'll, I'll always choose Australian State of Origin first. Yeah, what a hell of a thrill it's been for you, that ride. Uh, Jack, can you talk to us about that when, you, when your twin brother got picked to play Origin the first time, how you felt? Yeah, I still remember the phone call. I remember we're at Melbourne Airport. We just played Melbourne, and I was flying to Sydney direct flight um, with a few of the boys that didn't play to play in New South Wales Cup the next day. And I just saw him in the terminal, and I was in the Qantas lounge, and I was in the bathroom, and I literally just saw him 10 minutes before, and I saw my phone pop, um, light up, and it was Daniel calling. I knew straight away what it was because at that time, there was a lot of hype around the media, like Willie, Wayne, and stuff like that, so... When I saw it was him calling, I knew straight away he answered it and when he just said, I'm in, lad, and I was like, teared up and you know, I was pretty emotional and yeah, you know, it's, that's a moment I'll never forget. So there you go, there, there's the twin brother tearing up. Yeah. What about you? How are you? PC got a call, cause, but PC didn't play this game, it was Freddie and he was talking to him and then PC was like, oh, come here, someone wants to talk to you. And I, was like, oh. I remember I was so nervous, I was... And I was talked to him, and he just said, "Oh, do you want to play State of Origin?" And it's like, "Yeah." And other choice words, obviously, I can't say now. I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then Jacob was the first person I called out of everyone, and yeah, it was man, what was that two years ago, three years ago? Man, I was going so quick. What's harder to initially crack the team, or now maintain that level to stay in the team? No, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty much designated survivor when the the uh, my first uh, Origin series. Um, um, a lot of people went down with injury. It was probably the right place, right time. But I th- definitely think that made me a better player. Gave me a bit of confidence to start playing better footy. And I think it's harder now. I think there's so many good front rowers. There's you know, Junior, Payne, Regan, Clem, Jacob, Paul Vaughan. Like, yeah, it's just so hard to make it. And you know, I was lucky enough to play last year again too. And obviously didn't get the win, which is disappointing. But yeah, it's definitely, I reckon, much harder to maintain the, maintain the spot in the team. Sorry. You can see in you there's still some sting from that loss last year. You'd like the opportunity to go and uh, grab that trophy again. Yeah, definitely. It would be good to make the team first, but I think because we spent five weeks together outside of footy, away from family, and you know, we will training so hard every day, and then you know, to come up short up there in the way we lost too, and I don't know, it was just, yeah, still, yeah, like you said, still hurts a bit. And Jacob, yourself, you're coming to the emerging squad as well. That must be pretty special. And how was that experience? Yeah, it was pretty cool. So I wasn't really expecting it. It was actually you who called me to tell me the news. You know, that was something, you know, I'll cherish. And, you know, it's um, you know, another driving factor. But, you know, it's, I've still got a long ways to go before I can start thinking about that. And, yeah, but like I said, it's, um, you know, I've never made anything to do with Blues before. So, you know, it was pretty cool for me. How many tickets, Daniel, did you have to get for Origin? I always love asking that. Was it a huge number that you had to get? We are, because you get a few amount of um, tickets that are free. Mm-hmm. And then b- back then when the match bonuses were pretty big, it got you like chewed into that. Yes. As soon as it started chewing into that, I was like, nah, <laughs> sorry, brother. <laughs> TV for you. <laughs> um, but yeah. it was like, what, a mum, dad, well, you came as well. Yeah, well, the first game was Maybe in 10. Perth. It was in Perth, 10. Yes. Well, that was the main one everyone came. Did you um, charge, Jake? No, he flew me over, paid for my accommodation. Not bad. That's good. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you'd reciprocate. You did the same back, wouldn't you? If you're in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. What What about dinner? Who do you pay your own way when you go to dinner, or does someone shout it? And either of you is a bit tight on the no, money. No, we're a bit, pretty chill. We just go there. Probably the opposite, to be honest. Pretty, yeah, too pretty like, reckless. We don't count. Like, some people might go, oh, it's mine, mine. Oh, yeah, I've got this one. Yeah. Like, it's pretty much whoever walks up first just pays for it. And then, because we're twins, we're going to have dinner next week. So, it's like, it's always, it's a boomerang. It's always going to come back. That is very true. I've watched that. And I've been experiencing that myself. You're the first to offer. Oh, I'll pay for it. It's all good. You're not, you don't worry about those um, trivial type things in life. So, you appreciate what you've got and you're not too worried about sharing it. No. Definitely not, especially in a coffee or a feed, you know, mm. it's nothing, you know. Like you said, we're in a fortunate position and it's one of the, I don't know, pretty lucky to do what we do and so if it's coffee or anything, it's, it's so small, like I don't get on like why people are so tired about the type of stuff to be honest, but it is what it is. And Fitzgibbon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he bought me a coffee the other day. Did he? No, he's yeah. good. No, he's very good. Would you, uh, if you had a choice, you had a choice to be a twin or not a twin, are we saying in or out? In. In. It's like when people say, is it weird being a twin? I always say, is it weird you not being a twin? Like, it's sort of like, I'm just so, like, we're just so used to it. Like, I could imagine not being a twin, like Daniel said. So, yeah. What about, do you think you'll have twins? Is that something you No, want? I think fraternal twins are um, like hereditary, that's the word. But I don't think, I think um, identical is not. I think it's just. Oh. I'm not Are you sure? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, I'm not as sure. But Scientists that's, sure. Yeah. But so, yes, for twins, would you like to have twins? Yeah, I would. Yeah, get it done. How many kids are we thinking? Like eight, ten? What? Because what Islander we're going to have heaps. No, I wasn't uh, suggesting I'm that. Just, you uh, just look like good big dads. Nah, three, two, three. Everyone I ask goes, depends on how good the kids are. If they're easy, all goods. If they're rat bags, no thanks. That's why. What, what do you think Daniel's going to throw, Jake? Rat bag kids or good kids? Oh, he's pretty strict. we got we got a pretty young family and we're the oldest of all our first cousins and no, we're both pretty strict, like, so I don't reckon you know, he'd be no. raising any rabbits. Daniel, do you have a dog? No, I don't. You no. don't. But, Jake, if you do, what's your dog's name? Cobra. Cobra? Cobra. Are you strict on Cobra? No. Yeah, well, you just, you just see the size of him. It's <laughs> massive. Needs to go to the nutritionist, do yeah, you think? No. Treadmill for dogs? Or no, I thought so too. And then we took him to the doctor and he's healthy. Is he healthy, Big Daniel? boned. <laughs> yeah. We're still talking about your dog, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> so, are we sit. Daniel, you'll be a better judge. Is the dog healthy or is it overfed? Oh, he's on the spectrum. But spectrum. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's funny, eh? Yeah. He's, he can be strict, no, but no, he's actually, too cute. He's golden retriever. He's too, yeah. like, you don't want to be strict, too strict. You know, but. Is he disciplined? Nah. nah he barely knows his I own I put up mate. a story not long ago when you do the test where you leave the, uh, the snack on the ground. You say, don't touch, you leave the room. <laughs> yeah, he ate it straight away. <laughs> well, let me tell you, your kids are going to be the same. And you know what? You just love well, them. I'm going to yeah. treat my kids the same as I treat my dog. If you let it be <laughs> ill-disciplined, and it's fine. No, you let them live their life. And you don't want to be too strict. You'll lose them, eh? And have born and a girl and you shut it down. That's what I did. All right? Well, no more? That's it. No, done. I'm too old. I'm yeah, done. Okay. So, look, anyway, I, that's my advice to you. But, look, you'll be wonderful fathers. You're wonderful brothers, mates, and uh, Newcastle Knights players. It was great doing a deep dive, and we appreciate it. Thanks for joining us here on the Knights HQ podcast. Thanks, Frankie, mate. We want you on our team. Get a personalised Newcastle Knights jersey and add your favourite player number when you purchase any 2021 O'Neill's official NIB Newcastle Knights jersey in-store. Just $10 per number. Go to shop.newcastleknights.com.au. Welcome back to the Knights HQ. We are the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights and we're about to find out a little bit more about Daniel and Jacob Safidi. All right, Daniel, let's start with you and then we'll go to you, Jake. Your favourite thing to do in Newcastle? Brekkie or lunch with the boys. Play golf. 
Oh, there we go. Jacob's more of a golf man. Your favourite movie, Jake? Probably Pursuit of Happiness or uh, Law Abiding Citizen. Law Abiding Citizen? Yeah. Are you that, Jared Daniel? Yeah, Law- of course. Of, yes, of course you, you are. are. All right, boy, boys, favourite team outside of the NRL? Oh, this is a tough yeah, one. So I was um, Houston Te- Texans. Okay. But the club stuffed him up, and JJ Watt went to Arizona. So I'm Arizona Cardinals now, day one. That sounded quite you're quite bitter while, on that. While he's still got a Texans jersey on, correct? Oh yeah, true. I didn't realize that at all. Yes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm only wearing it because DeAndre Hopkins like number ten. But even he went to Arizona, so I'm going to Arizona. It sounds like you haven't quite divorced yourself from it yet, but you're working on it. What about Jacob? What have you got? I've actually switched. I'm going Lakers. Las Vegas, <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders. Wow, so you, you're big on this. and That's the NFL, isn't it, Yeah, because right? we do fantasy, and I didn't really pay much attention to it before, and then you get into it, and you know, just three, four months of the year just changes your life. It's so addicting. The boys have got it. They're right into it, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. What about your favourite drink? Probably Pepsi Max, besides beer, but yeah. Okay. You can, if you did crack a beer, what would you crack? I don't know, Great Northern or Super Dry. Not a Steel City. They've had enough plugs on this show. Yeah. Are you, Daniel, what have you got? Water. But other than that, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Come on, mate. What's your drink? What are you having? Are we talking anything with just, lunch or it, on a weekend? You know what? Just someone said you this is the last drink you can ever have. What am I having? Pepsi Max or yeah, that would be Pepsi drugs. Max. Okay, solid on the Pepsi Max. I like that. Who was your hero growing up, Daniel? My pop and my uncle. Yeah, I'm the same. Nice. That's lovely. Okay, we're going to wrap up with a health and fitness philosophy brought to you by the Balance Collective. Daniel, what is your tip on health and fitness? If you do it, stick to it and do it. Like, don't do it half assed. That's not swearing, but. That's fine. Yeah, like, don't just. If you do it, just give it your best. Get into it, rip yeah, into just it. Just get into it, rip in. Who cares what other people think? Like if it. Look silly, just do it. Jay Saf, what do you got? Yeah, I like what Daniel said. Uh, if you're going to do it, you have to, you know, commit yourself completely. No, right. you can't. Well, there you go. There's a bit of insight into the boys. Basically, Rudy. if you're getting at it, chase it. Go <laughs> at it. All right, we're going to wrap up pretty quickly now towards the back end of the show. We're right down the back straight. This week, uh, we head off into Wagga to take on a very desperate Raiders team. Boys, just tell me a couple of quick things. What do we got to get right to make sure we come away from Wagga with two points? Just do all the things that win your footy games, like real well, kick chase, pushing for your mate, run hard, just all the simple things. and uh, Do it for 80 minutes and you know they're a very good side. We're in a very similar position, both three from five, yep. both good teams on paper, but I think it's all in the head mentally. So whoever rocks up mentally, I think. Jacob, what do you think? Yeah. Similar to what Daniel said, just um, you know, them little things that we failed to do on the weekend, if we can get them right and show a bit more resilience in our defence, and you know, I think that'll go a long way. Well, boys, we love this part of the show. We get to get into the fan forum now. So we're going to ask you a couple of questions. This comes in via, um, if you've got any questions, we'd like to know a couple of things. Who you liked hearing from, who you'd like to hear more from. We'll get the Saf brothers back if you want. Kurt Mann was a big hit. We might have to get him back. Big up there in far north Queensland. Why, was he actually? Yeah, mate, he was excellent. He wanted to build a bridge from here to Stockton. So oh, because he, he lives there. I've heard that yeah. a few times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a firm base. Fitzy thought he was off his rocker. It was great. So have you got any <laughs> feedback for any of our guests? Media at newcastleknights.com.au. We also learnt throughout the podcast, which created a bit of a stir, the coach likes to listen to Glee and watch maths. This is all stuff that's come out of our podcast. Yeah, Glee. Oh, Shaz did. Yep, Shaz told us. That, yeah. that was a stitch up, mate. Nah, nah, it was serious. I went and checked his phone. 
Yeah, you had, <laughs> you you had, glee, on, you had glee on there. So there you go. That's the types of stuff we're learning. And, of course, it's all brought to you by Maxwell Recruiting and Training, bringing us this episode and all the other ones on the pod. Here's a couple of questions for you. Jazz, question for Daniel. Your favourite junior footy memory? Under-14s grand final, for sure. Obviously, you won. Yeah, definitely. Oh, what do you think? Obviously, yeah. But What stands out for you? Tries, the way you played? It was just oh, a- actually, it's, the other team was undefeated the whole year. No, we, they beat us like two, three times. They were dropping comments on Facebook during the week about getting <laughs> measured up. Ooh, about for their winning shirts? Jackets, yeah. Oh, Really good side. We had Nico Hines in that team as well. Oh, Nico Hines, good fella? Yeah. Yeah, great yeah. fella. Scotty Drinkwater used to back up for that team too. So yeah, he was yeah. the year below us, Scotty Drinkwater. Wow. Yeah. So is this Entrance Tigers are we talking? No, Terrible Sharks. Terrible Sharks. Terrible Sharks. Gee, excuse me. Did I just... Was that naughty for me to say Entrance Tigers? No, if no. you ask me, I would consider myself a... Tiger. Entrance Tiger. But yeah. I still claim Sharks, but I think... Yeah. After we went to the entrance, when we were after 15, I don't think we would have made first grade if we didn't get to the entrance. You know, we learned a lot of good footy playing through the grades, like first grade in that. So. And Jim Beam Cup too, so. Yeah. yeah. So. Chaff and the boys, very good crew down there. Yeah, yeah very Jamie good. Forbes. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie Forbes, one of the craziest humans that God ever put breath yeah. into, to be <laughs> fair. He's a good man. All right, now Lauren wants to ask Jacob, who's the hardest player to tackle in the NRL? Probably Roger Tulvasi, Shaq. Them yes. type of players, the fast ones that you can't catch. Slippery little buggers, eh? Hey? Oh, yeah, Corey Thompson. Yeah, he's Them a great top. little player, isn't he? Yeah, oh, he's good, man. Those yeah. types of players. There you go, boys. We are just about done. The only thing we want people to do now is subscribe, uh, leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We know it'll be a five this week. How's the experience been coming on the uh, uh, Knights HQ podcast? Have you enjoyed it? No, it's been good. Yeah. Loosened up towards the end, so. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't start. I didn't give you any water. I didn't make you feel comfortable. Yeah. But we'll have you back sometime. Would you come back and play with us again? Yeah, yeah, sweet man. <laughs> play with you, brother. <laughs> Whatever it takes here on the Knights HQ. We'll be back in a fortnight with the next episode of Level Ups about to drop as well. Coming up the next few weeks. Next week, in fact. And uh, the last one had a feature on Connor Watson, but there's a lot to come on Level Up. The Knights HQ official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Thanks to Daniel and Jacob Safidi, our special guest today. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for our sponsor, Maxwell Recruitment and Training. I did a bit of a deep dive the other day to find out exactly what they do. They're providers of engineering and construction labour for the hunter and it's been for over a decade you know they supplied over 210,000 labor hours with zero lost time for injuries and I thought about that for me that's probably the amount of time I've sat watching footy to be honest so they are brilliant people wonderful to have them involved here in the pod and uh, look if you after highly skilled labor hire and real world training in engineering trades and construction check out Maxwell recruitment and training Knights HQ needs you. Rate and review wherever you listen.